Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. Hey everyone, here is uh, Daniel with another episode of our Ecom show and I'm here with uh, with Matthew Barnett from uh, the remote, the very distant Aus- Australia. And uh, and uh, yeah, we have a, it's a very international call, I would say, or intercontinental call because it's 5 a.m. in uh, his time zone, it's uh, 7 p.m. here in Europe, but uh, yeah, today we will talk about uh, his uh, his company, uh, Bonjoro, and uh, personalized videos. How it can increase the conversion rates and and the main KPIs of e-commerce and not just e-commerce companies. Um, so so yeah, I'm really excited to talk with him today. Hey Matt, how are you today? Good, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I'm just uh, I'm just waking up. I think you are as well. um so you know let's let's uh let's get started with the main thing uh please explain uh, more about your company how bonjoro works how it helps companies especially e-commerce company yeah so it's a personalized video messaging tool that plugs into um, any e-commerce site say they shopify big commerce woocommerce um anything else you have um, or any of your marketing tools. So if you use MailChimp or ActiveCampaign or anything else to send out EDMs, we can plug into that. Essentially, what it is, at certain points where the customer hits a trigger on the journey, so this might be the first time they purchase, it might be what, after they purchased and they've received an item in, in the mail, it might be the, the third or fourth time they purchased. Um, we send you a message and say, look, this is, worth, this is a person worth sending a video to. We give you a lot of information about that individual, so we show you that it's actually... It's Susan. She's purchased for the fourth time. She's based in Orlando. Um, she does X, Y, Z. And so you can record a quick video on your phone or desktop, 30 seconds, just saying, hey, Susan, thanks so much for being a fourth-time purchaser. It's amazing to have you with us. Did you know we have a subscription model? Given the fact you've already purchased four times, why don't you look at moving over to that? You'll save money. Or a different message such as, you know, I hope you received the item. I hope it's amazing. If you love it, here's a review link to Trustpilot. Go and leave us a review. Those videos that are then delivered by us, sent out by us, uh, tracked, everything else. Um, so it takes about 20 seconds. But the idea of using these is that taking that little bit of time to have one of your team check in with an individual in person is extremely effective in terms of engagement and therefore driving a specific action. So we see about three times the response rates of any other um, messaging mm-hmm. system. Um, and then in e-commerce, we're generally used for yeah, abandoned shopping carts. We're used to thank high purchase buyers with an intention of getting them to come back and repurchase we're used to drive subscription models and we used to drive reviews amazing uh can you tell us more about the the triggers and and segmentation so uh, you already mentioned a few uh places where we can use it abandon cart i think that's super important the personalized experience to you know to, to, you can chase cart abandoners in a very personalized way. I, I even know companies who, especially if they sell uh, high ticket items, they uh, call the cart abandoners 
uh, or they send SMS. We also do that with our clients. Um, so make it as personalized as you can. Um, but what 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 triggers you have? Where can I use this if I install this to my uh, e-com store? Yeah, so, I mean, like ultimately you can build any triggers that, that you like, the ones that we see commonly used. So like, I think depending, so this depends a little bit on your funnel. So yeah. look, look, we, we do, we, we, have a, we have a system for doing one video to multiple people as well. Um, so you can choose to do videos to, to multiple lower purchasers. Um, you can choose to do individual ones for high purchasers. Obviously, you want to build a bit of a filter in here. So if you have, have 10,000 leads coming in, they're not, they're not all equal. Uh, you obviously want to focus on those customers who look like they are either going to be so high ticket single purchase or high lifetime value. And just think into that. What I mean by high lifetime value is they're obviously not thinking about the customer in terms of a single purchase. Think about them in terms of how much they will purchase over the next, I don't know, 10 years. Um, so if you have a customer who's going to come back on a monthly basis or come back once a year and buy or upgrade or kind of move through your funnel, then I mean, just before you start, like, just, like, do this anyway, whether you can leave it or not. Like, try and work out how much that customer is worth. And there's Matt, and there's and there's equations that will allow you to do this that you can look online and look at lifetime value. Yeah. So although that customer might only purchase a ten dollar item, if they're going to get purchased that twenty times over the next three years, yeah. then they're actually, you know, they're, they're not a ten dollar customer; they're a two hundred dollar customer. Um, so work out where to spend your time. Not all customers are equal. Try and work out the ones that traditionally look like they stay longer, the ones that purchase higher. Um, then decide what part of the funnel you want to tackle. Like my suggestion is always do one at a time. Um, I'm a big fan of just solving a problem mm-hmm. like at a time. Get that part of your funnel fixed and humming. Focus on that only. Try numerous tactics and then move on to the next one. So things that work. So we, to be fair, we see a lot of people just thanking for, for, for first purchase. And the idea here is to get people to like to think, oh, that's that's different. That's this 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 company cares. Come back in and purchase. We tend to see people do this on slightly slightly higher ticket items because obviously, if you're doing this for any new purchase, then it, it's unknown whether they're going to return. So we see a lot of this in things like fashion e-commerce. We see a lot of this um, in again high, higher high ticket prices, and you can put filters in to decide who you send this to and who you don't. We do see some people do do one to one to higher ticket purchases, and then you know videos to groups of small uh, like item values um one thing with the personalization and maybe a bit of a trick is that obviously the one-to-one is very powerful saying someone's name saying where they're from mentioning what they bought is is like like blows people away but if you look at all the people below this and maybe there's you know maybe you have a hundred a hundred purchases a day you know there's 20 that you want to do one-to-one there's 80 that you want to do one-to-many those one-to-many still do a new video every day so you can still say hey i saw you purchase today for your first time it's Tuesday morning here in Hungary. You know, it's a beautiful day. And so the idea there is that you're not obviously saying the name, but they realize that it's created like at that moment. And that still carries with it some impression that you stopped and and cared rather than just saying like, 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 like a default video to every single person that, that was recorded once and, and job done. Yeah. So the idea here is it's not, it's not about like video. It's about connecting with customers. It's about showing excellence in customer service. And online, that's, that's not a common thing. So you try and break through here. So yeah. first time purchasers, like there is value in welcoming them and thanking them because they they, they will come back again. They will talk about it. Um, high ticket vi- um, items, definitely. Shopping cart abandonment. So this is probably something you want to do with high ticket customers where you know you've got a chance to win the back. 
Um, a fine sending a video, a personal video, is a little bit less intrusive than doing a phone call. Um, it also, again, it's much harder to say no to a human than it is to a to a text, always. As we see it use that. And then we see we see the system used very heavily in terms of driving reviews. And so this is when when you want to go after this, pick the, the strategy I've seen work is pick one review platform to start with. So pick a trust pilot, pick Google yeah, reviews. Good one. Yeah. And then gun for it. And then just do everything you can and own that category. So we worked with a fashion store in Denmark called Monk Store. Uh, they weren't even on Trustpilot, I don't think. And then they decided to go up there and hit reviews as a driver to reduce their CACs, their cost of acquisition. Obviously, reviews lead to referrals, lead to traffic. Um, so it's, it's not pay-per-click, so it's a lot cheaper. Um, they went after it, and then three months' time, they got themselves to number one in men's fashion in, in the whole of Denmark, which is a pretty competitive category. But yeah. they were doing they, they did the video to every single person. So every single person who purchased, they would send a video after they got delivered. So they wait until it was delivered, wait, I don't know, a day, and then send a video to A, again, customer service excellence. They would say, hey, I want to make sure you've received it. I want to make sure it's the right item. Are you happy? Is everything as you expected? So obviously, if, any, if, if customers are not happy, that they're, they're being proactive and they'll hear back straight away and customers are like, actually, it's not quite right. But thanks so much for checking in. Um, which is awesome, yeah. Like, like I just think anyway, it's it's a good strategy to have. But then, they, but then at the end of it, they'd say, if you are happy, here's a link to Trustpilot. Can you go and leave us a review? And because they'd taken the time to the video, the reviews were overwhelmingly positive as well. So everyone's like, oh, thanks so much. And so, they, and they actually like got a lot more reviews than they did for any other tactic. So they were able to drive themselves to the top of that category. And again, they they, they didn't dilute themselves going after numerous review sites. They just picked one that was best for them. And they went for it. I think probably since then they, they they've now started to tackle other review platforms. Um, so again, like that's a process. The one to one is a time effort. It takes probably thirty seconds to do a video. It's it's not a lot, um, but that doesn't necessarily need to be you as a leader or as a marketing manager. It can be one of your more junior team. It can be one of the team in the warehouse as well. Um, so you know the fact we we will we will notify them on their phone. If you've got someone literally packing and shipping who's got a lot of energy. And they get a, you know, a ping once an hour or once every 20 minutes. They they could do a 20-second video on the warehouse floor saying, look, we're shipping out your stuff. And then that's awesome and much more cost-effective. Yeah, that's amazing. Or you can even hire someone for this, I think. We we have we have a lot of customers who've hired who've hired people to do this. But they've obviously they've obviously tested first. So like any tactic, like yeah. this is not a hard one to test. You can send you can send 50. And then you can look at it and go, did this get a better, better result than what we were doing previously? So before you go hiring people, like definitely test it and see if it's going to work for your business uh, and try a few different points in the, in the funnel. Yeah. First, you should test it. Maybe you can even uh, shoot the video as, as the CEO or CMO. And if it works well, then you can hire some nice looking guy or girl and it will convert even better. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Definitely. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I visited <clears throat> I visited the website. I really like the the graphics, these uh, cartoons. And it's a bit off topic, but who who did uh, create these? I I really like the the bear and and yeah, it's so nice. Yes, we have a uh, our illustrator is from Poland, and she's a children's book illustrator. Okay. So we hunted her down, and we asked her if she would mind helping us uh, with some work uh, for the company. Uh, we take, we take, look, look, we're quite a playful brand. If you like, we're a bit of like, yeah. we're probably doing very similar to like MailChimp's journey. 
Well, like we are growing up a little bit, but I think because we're because we get asked people to get on video and connect with customers, uh, which not everyone is comfortable with to start with. I think what we do with our brand is we is we make it less serious because we want our customers to be less serious. And, and, and so, in terms of what works to, like for video, it's absolutely not about putting on your best dress and your makeup. Maybe unless you're you're a high end fashion brand, like I like maybe in that case it does make sense. Um, but the stuff that works is just people doing them like on their on their on their day, like like I said, like like doing videos in the warehouse while you're packing is actually for anyone who's who's not been in that situation, it's actually super interesting. And it's very raw, and because it's raw and not made up and it's off the cuff, it's very authentic and trusted. But yeah. not everyone realizes realizes this to start with. So you know, our attitude as a brand is look, we don't take ourselves seriously. We don't think you should come like part of that journey with us. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um, so you mentioned a few uh, user cases and um, yeah, cart abandonment, uh, new customers, VIP customers. Uh, uh, maybe we didn't talk much about VIP customers, but uh, um, when we work with clients, when we do their email marketing, retention marketing, we really take care of um, VIP customers. Yeah. Usually someone who purchased over a certain amount, like $500 or purchased at least five times, we just create some kind of uh, segmentation or, or condition. But uh, I think a video for them, that's also a good uh, good way to go. We use, um, we use the thumbnails of the videos they put a huge uh, play button in the middle of the thumbnail and people love clicking those thumbnails and go to the video from the email. Like the click-through rate, I think this this is the highest click-through rate ever um, if we use a thumbnail of a video and people just love cl clicking these thumbnails in, in the emails. Um, by the way, about uh, review platforms, you mentioned Trustpilot. We also experiment with this, but... Maybe do you or can you recommend, you know, any other uh, platforms uh, for e-commerce uh, businesses? Uh, the other one that's used is refresh me. It begins with Y. Yacht. Ah, uh, um, yeah. I. Sorry, it's five in the morning. <laughs> my, my brain's still waking up. Um, yeah, I wish. Yeah, I should know the name. It's um, that one. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. It's that one. It's, it's huge in the US. Yeah. I, I remember the name Yotpo, but that's a software company. That's yeah. Like, I, I, like, I've got Yotpo in my head. I'm like, that's not what it is. Um, yeah. There's that one. There's, um, look, there's also on platform reviews. So there's also like on site reviews as well. Um, so yeah. some systems have their own view systems online. Um, like Google reviews, I see more now as well in e comms, which is, yeah, Google it used to be. Um, yeah, used to be more services. So, um, I mean, look, look, I'm not an expert on all of you sites, but like you can plug it into anything. I think, like, I think the thing here is find out because there are more of you sites popping up. Like, oh, one thing, one thing with review sites is like you, you've got two strategies. You either go for the biggest ones, the ones that have the most traffic, or you go for ones that look that look like they're up and coming and they're going to do really well. And in the early days, it's much easier to get higher ranked on those. So if you're a smaller e-coms platform, maybe pick out something that's coming through that's quite new and quite fresh, but seems to be having good traction. And if you go for that, the likelihood of your competitors going as hard on it is less likely. So there's also like a you know kind of David and Goliath 
piece here is, you know, depending on your side and your scale and, and, wh- and what you think you can do, pick the right sites. So we, we as a company do this as well. Like we'll invest in certain review sites at the beginning. Yeah, we start, we, we, we invested in a few early on. Some worked out, some didn't, you know, in my industry, it's, it's G, G2 crowd is one of the big ones um, that everyone goes for, but there's other ones around it now that become more prominent. So we tend to be a bit strategic around where we get reviews. Yeah. We also we also look at who's on those sites as well because review sites will have different types of traffic. So like Trustpilot might might be huge in Denmark, but like but rubbish in the UK. So if that's the case, look at you know country specific. It, Trustpilot might be great for like you know um, consumables, consumables and electronics, but like terrible for fashion. So so pick out the ones that suit your industry. Uh, and that where your customers are going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just started using Clutch. I don't know if you know that one. That's a B2B review site. I haven't uh, heard of it. Is it good? Yeah. We, we just started using it like a few weeks ago. We have yeah. three reviews so far. So, yeah. Uh, I, I Googled the, the platform and I didn't find it. I could see Yotpo everywhere. So they just targeted me. <laughs> like, like, um, I think, like, like, if you do reviews, one thing I'd say is like make it a process. So bake it in as a process, and make sure that you're asking like multiple customers every single day for reviews. Like, like if you want to ramp it up massively, you need to. So here's a test tactics. So try the video thing. Try it at different stages because you might find like it works yeah. best like after, after cart purchase. It might work best after you know, one day after delivery. It might work best whenever somebody logs a support ticket and that gets resolved. Like that's good. Like if you resolve that well, great time to ask for a review because people are very positive at that point. Yeah. So you try to find stages when people are positive to get into review. Maybe they become a VIP customer, and when you add them into your community, that's the you know like a week later you ask them for a review once because again like you try and get positive reviews here. Yeah. The other thing is is have a trigger that tells you who's a positive review and who's not. Um. So you know, yeah. um, if you have repeat purchases, so if you have customers who come back and back. MPS is one way to do this. They love it or hate it. Anyone who scores high, anyone who gives you like like a yes, we'd like to recommend you, send them straight to a review site. Like ne- next thing, anyone who says like we're not like like to recommend you, don't send them to a review site. So you obviously want to bias it here. Um, yeah. but, but you want to bake it in so it's happening all the time. So it's you know test tactics. Do that manually. It's fine. And, and test everything. Like you know, it, it, like whatever it takes. Test it. It doesn't matter if you think, like, don't think, oh, we can't scale that. Just try it. If it works well enough, you'll find a way to scale it. Um, but then have it in so it's just running as part of the business without having to rely on, on you remembering to do it. Um, and just think outside the box because everyone's trying to do reviews and some companies yeah. do it a lot, lot better than others for a reason. <laughs> Definitely. We also do this that uh, based on their uh, net promoter score or based yeah. on their reviews on Trustpilot, we can... Uh, set up um, email flow in Clavio, for example. Yeah. And uh, based on that uh, rating, we send them different uh, emails. If they are really happy, then we send them some nice gift or, or incentive or, or even a video. But if they are not happy, we send them to our support and, um, you know, or the client support and they can handle that. Um, can you tell me more about the integrations and... and uh, with what kind of tools we can use uh, Bonjoro? Yeah, so the one thing to do is we have a really powerful Zapier plugin as well, or Zapier, sorry. Um, so things like, so we're just building out Clavio direct integration now, but you can go through Zapier. Like to be honest, like Zapier, Zapier's, if you have an account anyway, and there's also a free account, 
the good thing there is that like if you want to go deep and get extremely custom yeah. with your with 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 who you're saving it so if you're like oh only customers who purchase over 500 dollars, but only from america you know on this on this like sku line that's the kind of stuff you can do is that because you can add like extremely like complex filters um so we tend to have like customers who end up moving to that because of that flexibility otherwise we have a like, direct integrations into yeah shopify like most of the um most of your email marketing platforms clavier is going to be coming as well and um, being good is that zap into clavier right now um, look start easy start easy and then you'll probably come to us if it's working and be like okay so i want to only do this like like the more specific you get on the segments you might eventually say get a zapier so like four 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 funnels will even give you a hand doing it you know um yeah and then yeah um it turns like pulling information through like, like one of the other things is make sure you set it up so that you can pull information into the system so the whole idea of personalization here is that it should be quick so you want to see like purchase history you ideally want to see where they've come from if you don't have that data we actually will find that for you so if you, if you can't tell from, from your customers we can actually like run um like they, like um contact searching on the email and we'll try and, and try and work out for you where where they're from potentially what their name is um if you're a b2b customer if you have b2b clients um we'll be able to find out the company what 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 the company does what their job role is as well this all is to help you like at a glance personalize it um, so there's some kind of smarts behind there as well to help you along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there is one topic what uh, both of us could uh, talk about for for maybe hours. I don't know. Uh, this is a customer lifetime value, and I can see it. Uh, it's still so underrated, especially for small and medium sized businesses. I think big enterprises like Pepsi or Red Bull or Starbucks they understand the concept of customer li- lifetime value. I, I read somewhere that the lifetime value of an Adidas customer, it's six or $7,000 in yeah, a certain sense. years. But uh, for a small business, if you start an e-commerce today, it's hard to think about uh, lifetime value. You strive for, uh, you know, stay alive many times and, and just get your you know, first nice revenue numbers and, and just grow. So what would you uh, recommend to these uh, small and medium-sized e-commerce businesses? Uh, how much they should focus on this? How relevant is this? Um, yeah, so look, I like, I like honestly, like, re- read about it now. Like, it, do- it doesn't hurt anyway to, un- to understand the concept. So go read about it, yeah? It customer lifetime value. You'll see it. As the as the letter, so CLTV is normally what's used, or just LTV, you'll, you'll hear that term. So read into it. You'll see a lot of stuff around subscription businesses and how they think about it, but this applies to e-commerce too. So just to explain a couple of terms that you'll come across, there are ways to calculate this, even if you're early on. Now, as you grow, the data gets better. As with everything, like you know, you understand your fun, you understand your like conversion rates on day one, don't be anything. Conversion rates three months in, you're like, ooh, it turns out we convert ten percent of visitors. You know, on on day on day four hundred, it's like, oh, we actually convert eleven point two percent. So like, you, you, your numbers will get better. Customer mm-hmm. lifetime value again. The concept is how much will a customer spend over their life with you? So if you're Adidas, it's seven thousand dollars because pe- because people will not spend that in one go. They'll buy, you know, shoes when they're when they're in their teens for fifty bucks, and then by the time they're in their thirties, that they're spending shoes at two hundred bucks. Um, and then by the time they're 40s, they're buying them for their kids as well. So suddenly they're spending $400 a year and then on it goes. Um, yeah. And what you want to do there is obviously keep them with your brand. So you, 
it's, it's fair, the longest like the long like lighter value really has a huge meaning in things like e-coms and tangible goods because these are brands that are stable for lives you know like adidas people use for 40 years 50 years and they give it to their family you know with us in software do i think my customers will be using us for their kids like no <laughs> like they won't yeah like ours is a short-term thing um so you want to work out okay when they purchase how much so what's your average revenue per purchase this is very easy yeah so if you have three items and they're a hundred dollars fifty dollars ten dollars and you sell x number what's the average price that comes in like start there um the other the next thing you look at it's a concept called churn and it's a little bit hard to get your head around if you haven't heard it before basically what is the chances that in the year one those customers come back and repurchase and the way you should think, I think this is really valuable to think about, about from very early on in the business, is that anyone who does not come back and repurchase is a lost customer. Yeah. Yep. So th- think about it in a negative way because it will get your brain thinking about how to keep those customers. Now, in e-commerce, a lot of us think, oh, but I just sell high-ticket items. Like, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, as you build your business and as you build and release second products, so like a good example here might be like GoPro, you know. Most yep. people who bought a GoPro have bought multiple GoPros. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people have like, like X percentage. Like I, I'd be willing to bet that more than 50% of their customers have bought more than one item off them. Like, Do you have like, one, by the way? I'm just curious. I have like three and, I'm, and I don't use them anymore. <laughs> I went through the whole like, we oh, use yeah. the loads and then. Because it, it sounded like a first-hand experience. I, I don't know much about GoPro and yeah, you are, you are an insider. But I think they did it like, I think they did like, like, like in terms of like, 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 like a new product, they did amazingly. Like you'll see this, like you see this time and time again, people buy products and then they'll buy more for friends, for gifts. They'll yeah. buy them. They'll buy the, the new model that gets released again. And this cadence will come in. So like, it might not be a year in e-commerce. It might be every couple of years. So this is to try and work it out. Um, and if you have like, obviously like upgrades and additional sales, you know, if, you, if you're clothing, you might, someone might only buy a dress once, but then they might go and buy, you know, shorts, you know, three more times so it's not necessarily the same item but they're buying from you so try and work out do they purchase again in year one if they're not then then you know chat to daniel and get you know your email marketing kind of like in order to make sure they do come back in um when they start to repurchase you can start to work out okay well this is not just a 50 dollar customer it's a 400 dollar customer in one year then yeah. starts and, and then, then then to work out how that go how that extrapolates when you're less than one year old and you're looking at like, are they worth four years? If you take all the customers together, let's say you have a hundred customers in one year and let's say 50% of those come and repurchase, it means that you've lost 50% of your customers. So your annual churn rate is, so the churn rate is you've churned 50% of your customers in one year or whatever that is, uh, 4% a month. Um, yeah, 4% a month have gone. So the way you work out lifetime value, there's a look online, there's a mathematical calculation. It's it's average revenue per user divided by the churn rate per month, which is if your average revenue a month is for $50, your churn rate is 4%, it's whatever that equals. So what this gives you is a much bigger number than 50. And it's based yeah. on averages. It's based on your average customers. So if only 10% of your customers come back, come back and repurchase, but, 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 but they purchase in big numbers, you'll see the lifetime value will go up. And because you don't know who those are at the beginning, what it does, it says, look, your average customer is not the $50 item they're buying on day one. Your average customer value is around about $200. If you know that, you then know that you can spend more money 
to get that customer in the first place. You know, if your profit margin is 20%, on $50, you can spend, you know, $10 before you start losing money. On $200, you can spend $40 before you start losing money. So if you look at that, it may seem like a big investment on the front, but, but the numbers will play out and you have to trust the maths. And if you can spend $40 instead of $10 and your customer isn't this savvy and, they have, and they're only spending $5, like potentially you can crush them. So understanding this is yeah. really important. It's really, yeah. really important because it, it changes what you can spend to get a customer. <clears throat> and then improving that number. So if you start to think in terms of customer lifetime value, and you start to think, oh, the only way to, to improve that is to get people coming back. You will focus on that as a business. And if that lifetime value goes up, then like your revenue goes up, your profits go up, you know, because it's also much cheaper to, to retain a customer because you only have, to, only have to advertise them once. So if you've, you know, spent $10 getting a $50 customer and they stay for four years, you're not spending ten dollars again. Like they're staying, it's 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 free, it's free marketing. So you're the again the cost of that customer to act to, to get them is much cheaper. So like, yeah, I talked through like a lot of concepts there. I mean, do you want to? Yeah, but it's all good. I I think uh, many people should be you know be aware of this much more, especially those who are just starting out with uh, with e-commerce. And uh, yeah, as you said, if you know that. You know the real long-term value for customer. You can spend spend much more on your marketing. And uh, today, nowadays, we have very smart tools, analytical tools, uh, which can tell you the lifetime value of the customer based on the uh, historical data. And the more data you have, the more precise uh, these tools are. So uh, even Clavio has this. Um, yeah. And if you have a few thousand customers, it's very precise. Uh, someone um, purchased in, I don't know, the value of $200 in the last five year years. And in the next five years, they will spend three, $400. It can really uh, predict that. And I think that's amazing. Um, I could even see the, the, the maths uh, behind it, the, the different formulas, formulas and everything. And uh, I'm not good at math, so I didn't understand it. But uh, Clavio is in Boston next to MIT and Harvard, so I, I trust Kinda them. Like, trust, like, trust the maths, yeah? Like, it, and like the maths you see in these systems like, like Clavio, they're used across thousands of, cu- like millions of customers. Like customer lifetime value is not a new concept. It's used a lot. It's used across, across many industries. Yeah. It's very recognized. Like it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. I think the one thing here is that to take away, if anything else, is that if you have better data, you are better positioned to compete yeah. in, the, in the market. And so if you're going against companies that are selling that don't have the data and not using it, like trust me, like you can win because that data will tell you what you can and can't do. It'll tell you what products are failing and which ones aren't failing. So again, you might have a have a product that is actually your most expensive product, and you're like, it's five hundred dollars. It's amazing. Turns out none of those customers ever repeat purchase, whereas your $300 product, they come back three times. Turns out the, your best customers are actually your middle customers. So put your money there. So it, it allows you to just really focus segment down, get much smarter, get better results. And if your competitors aren't doing it, which a lot of people just aren't, trust me on this, like forge ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you have a SaaS business now, subscription and software. Did you have uh, different companies before which were not subscription-based? Yes, yeah, so we have an agency as well uh, in London. So 
So that's that's the company that spun out Bonjuro. We actually built it as our own sales tool. And then we decided to split the companies. So we have an agency which is sales, sales driven. So it's project driven, sales driven, very different business. Um, you know, it's outbound, not inbound. Uh, our subscription model is a, is a big inbound funnel. And so all the advice I've been giving you around, like looking at points in your funnel, like we do that every, every single kind of week. So, 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 so right now we're looking at conversions and we're like, right, how do we get paid conversions up? There's, there's product, there's mark, there's like, there's better product, there's, there's better leads in the funnel in the first place in marketing, there's better messaging, there's better customer support. There's all these things that can like impact that. And we tend to focus on that for, you know, three months at a time and go, right, let's try and move that lever. But we only ever do one lever at a time. Um, but yeah, look, we've done both. Like, look, agency can be great because you're not doing subscriptions necessarily. So it's mm-hmm. not as predictable, but you're getting in big wadges of cash, which is also nice. So it's it's different models, different businesses, different business multiples, different, you know, pro- profitability in a subscription model generally is much, much higher because it's not dictated yeah. by bums on seats. Um, and the churn is, is lower, I guess. Yeah, like, uh, like actually, our churn rate in our agency is lower. So churn rates, okay. it, you know, I think high high volume models, you'll see natural attrition and you're going after volume and potentially lower ticket items. Uh-huh. Um, in agencies, because you've got real relationships being built and the projects are much higher value, we find that we don't really lose customers over years. So our lifetime value of customers in our agency is from about hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, you know, versus in platform, it's like, you know, thousands of dollars. Yeah. But there's but there's a lot more of them. So you know, it's more akin to an e-commerce. Yeah? And so like e-commerce and SaaS are coming closer. And there's lots, so like the last year I've read, this, it's gone from like seven to I think 12, 30% of e-commerce businesses now offer a subscription model. It's probably higher now. And this is not just in commodities. So obviously, like we used to have it in things like toilet paper, um, yeah. coffee subscriptions, beer subscriptions. You're now seeing it in you know, clothing subscriptions. You're seeing it in like in yeah. in other non-commodity areas, which is a bit like toys and you know, games. And um, and so I think like it's, it's a really interesting thing to look at. And if you haven't considered s- subscription models, and you think initially, oh, that's not for us, like think again because of some really interesting ways people have done it it might be you know a game but the subscription is to a community you know all the subscriptions to you know a a it's like um um amazon prime you know yeah. the subscription is to get free delivery and to yeah. get their video and, and and to get their video stuff it's not to subscribe to buy products which is super smart yeah the the delivery is the basis of the subscription or, or, or I know a company which uh, sells um, phone uh, screen protectors yeah. and uh, they offer extra services. So it's like physical e-commerce and services. Uh, they go to your home and they uh, put yeah. the screen protector on, on the screen of your phone. But uh, actually a few episodes before, we had a guy from the UK who, uh, who launched the... Um, subscription uh, clothing business yeah and and uh i forgot the name of the company but anyone can find it in our podcast so um the guy uh, sells a shirt and uh, to business people and yeah. every month they get a new shirt or sometimes uh, socks or or, yeah. or ties but you know business people they are very busy 
they don't have much time to look after uh, shirts and you know many times you don't need a very fancy shirt just a white shirt really yeah or or a black one and then you can get this if you have this subscription so i think the idea is amazing and organically he generated a very nice revenue and he got backed by an angel investor so his story is very um enticing um so yeah subscription is amazing and um i think uh, in the future we will have more and more of our clients to transition um because i think they are they are just not many of them they are, they are just not aware of this opportunity they don't really understand it um, i think so so yeah i feel like, like i think i think like so e-commerce is is maturing like i still think it's quite immature as an industry even though it's been around for like, for like a long time, yeah. This year's yeah. helped. It's, it's helped like because everyone's like, oh, we get delivery. Um, I think like it, e-commerce and then the infrastructure behind it is still maturing. It, delivery is still maturing, but there's much better models out there. I think what you'll see is in the beginning, we will buy we will buy items from from wherever we get them. You look around, you price hunt all the time. Oh, like when you've done that for the time that we've done it now, yeah. You know, if I want electronics, I go to apply like this company called Appliances Online here. Like mm-hmm. we, we just go there to buy it, yeah? Or to Kogan or to like, 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 like there's a very small subset of companies I now go to. You know, I'm a gardener. If I'm going to go and buy seeds, I go and buy seeds from one company because, you know, they're great service. They, they're good, good quality products. Um, and I can't be bothered anymore to go and like search. I know they have whatever I want and the advice. And, and they also obviously, they don't just sell me the item. They also give me advice and there's a community and there's all the stuff that goes with it. Yes. They've obviously like brought me into their brand as, as an Adidas has done originally. So I I think there's a shift towards e-commerce companies are realizing that like people are starting to stick with brands. They're starting Mm -hmm. to stick with companies because there's decision overload and it's much easier. And so there is an absolute opportunity now to start to solidify your customer base. And this, this circles back to lifetime value and it circles back to, brand and it circles back to all to subscription models as well you know like that that seed company if i was them i'd be doing a subscription model they haven't done one and i'm like you should absolutely do one and you should just send like x seeds like at each season for like a great price you know like like early release like all like all like like just build up as a brand piece as well it's a no-brainer you know yeah i i totally agree i totally agree um yeah, I, we we touched a lot of interesting topics today. Uh, thanks, Matthew, for sharing all of these. And uh, if anyone wants to find you, where they can find you and your companies? Yes, if you want to try the personalized video, hop into Bonjour. Um, give it a go. It's free, free to try out. You'll see there's a section there called Funnels. Have a look, and there are specific step-by-step instructions from a bunch of e-commerce companies who use it, where they use it, what they say, when they send it. So it's a really good way to get started. If you want to hit me up, um, go to LinkedIn and type in Papa Bear which is my title. Um, there's three people on LinkedIn with that title and I'm the guy in the bear suit. So reach out. Amazing. Uh, and your agency, do you want to share that? Uh, it's called Verbate. It's actually a research agency uh, based out of London. So Verbate. So we do we do qualitative research, but we use video, of course, a lot in that as well. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, Matthew. And uh, thanks for the audience who, who listened to us today. Every Thursday, we are coming out with a new episode. So stay tuned. Uh, Thanks, everyone, and have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, 
check out our Facebook group called Top 3% E-Commerce Email Marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Buday Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.